This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, I'm Carl Polichuk, and this is another SMB Community Podcast. My very, very special guest today is Mr. Richard Tubb. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Absolutely sweltering in a heat wave in Newcastle upon Tyne. <laughs> it almost feels as though it should be as hot as it is in California, but probably not. Is that right? Uh, well, no, it's uh, by your standards, it's about 40, 41 in Sacramento, so it's hot. So uh, it's not quite Vegas hot, but you know it'll it'll do. Um, but I I like it so because we get a nice breeze in the evening and it cools down and so. Anyway. Right, it's way too hot here, but thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, and uh, we're going to get together pretty soon. So somehow we live on two different continents and and manage to see each other about once a year, sometimes every other year. So I'm I'm grateful for that. It's good. I enjoy it. It's uh, cool. So we're getting together in Edinburgh in a couple of weeks' time, aren't we? And in Newcastle upon Tyne. In my hometown, in my adopted hometown, I should say. So <laughs> I don't know if you'll uh, if the sunshine's going to wait until you get here. It'll probably go back to typical toon weather, which would be absolutely freezing, and you're going to have to wear a big fur coat. But... Oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so I, I I figured since August is the only time to go to Scotland, uh, I'll go in September. It can't be that bad. Right. Well, you say that. So uh, our mutual friend, Nigel Moore from Sydney, Australia, uh-huh. came to visit, um, probably about six months ago. And it was a lovely spring day in Newcastle upon Tyne. And he treated it like it was the Antarctic or something. He said he was absolutely freezing. So I said, <laughs> you are not going to cope here during the winter. Well, uh, I when I was in Ireland last time, two years ago, I bought a really nice uh, coat. Uh, jumper and um, and it said Ireland and whatever and then I went to some place in Maryland and left it in a restaurant and it was you know it was like a seventy dollar coat and I'm like son of a gun so anyway if I have to buy a coat in Scotland I can <laughs> we will but, make sure you will get warm <laughs> but I'm I'm going with the belief that I will not need to bundle up that much so well, we will we shall see if that's true. Looking forward to seeing you over here. So, and uh, you have some travel coming up. So let's take a step back for people who have no idea who you are, which is there must be seven of them in the world. But for those seven people, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got here. So I used to run a managed service provider business uh, based here in the UK, in Birmingham, in the center of England. That's a business that I sold about eight years ago. And to talk about, really to summarize what I do on a day-to-day basis now, I help the owners of other MSP businesses to avoid the many, many, many mistakes that I made when I was an MSP owner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I do that through uh, lots of public speaking, books, blogging, you know, writing magazine articles, um, those sorts of things. So it's, it's good. I enjoy it. And it keeps me connected in the MSP community, which is very dear to my heart. So we'll, we'll put links down in the show notes, but uh, basically if people go to tublog.co.uk. Tublog.co.uk, they can find all the good stuff there. Yep. So very good. And <clears throat> people should subscribe to that. Thank you. Don't you well, think? We just, 
I, I would have said so, but then I'm biased on these things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I recently relaunched my weekly newsletter, Inspired by Yourself. You put out a phenomenal you know, newsletter um, uh, every week with events and things like that. It's, um, so we recently relaunched uh, our email newsletter. So tublog.co.uk forward slash NL. I would encourage people to go there because if they just want to dip the toe in the water and see what's going on this side of the pond in the UK, in the MSP community, that's a great way to, to keep up to date on the events and everything else that's going on. All right. And um, did that just come out like today or... It did indeed. As the, at the time we're recording this, yes, it came out yes. this oh, morning. It com, com, comes out on Tuesday in the U.S. Yes. Right? So I don't know if that came out like early morning for you. You, you, you got yep. a Tuesday, Tuesday on the U.K. Every, every Tuesday morning U.K. time. So, yeah. So uh, actually, as, as Tuesday begins in the world, it begins in, in uh, Greenwich Mean Time. So. Absolutely. We are where time came from. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, and then uh, you have got a book, which we'll also link to here. So, why don't you tell us a little about what's going on with that? Absolutely. Well, it's it's the second book that I've put out there. Um, this book's called the IT Business Owner's Survival Guide, and and the premise of the book really is how to save time, avoid stress, and build a successful IT business. Now, I'm going to say up front, Carl, you you hate me doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> You've been such a big inspiration to me and so many people within the MSP community. And just before we came on air, we were talking about Relax, Focus, Succeed. And this is a book that really had, you know, a huge impact on me when I was an MSP owner and read it. And I took a lot of those lessons to heart. So you know, carrying forward to the IT Business Owner Survival Guide, I see so many MSP owners who are struggling they are you know uh, falling down they're going under uh, with these things and they don't need to do that you know i learned from you and, and many other people that it, you know you don't it isn't just about survival it's about thriving as well so right. this is my way the book is my way of putting together some of the things that i've learned from you from other people over the years you know to to help cope with things such as information overload we all get too many emails um and uh, not just about surviving but thriving as well so many msp owners say well i don't do networking i haven't got sorry i don't do marketing i haven't got the time so i teach them well here are some really simple ways to do marketing consistently so you know the the title of the book is about the survival guide in the first half of the book certainly is about uh, getting your getting things back in control and getting out from under. And the second half of the book really is about okay, how can you thrive with steps that are gonna that are gonna move you forward towards your goal? Because whilst we all love the MSP industry, we know there's a lot of people that uh, that barely surviving in it. And I want to I want to eliminate that. I want people to thrive and to enjoy what they do. So this book. Is it something for newbies or something for established folks who uh, have have been doing this a while and realize that they're not moving quite as fast forward as they would hope? It's a good question. I think the, the feedback that I've got is that established IT businesses are the people who are getting the most from this 
So I've had a, you know, a few reviews on Amazon and, and, and what have you. And one of the best bits, bits of feedback that I've got is, I wish I'd have read this book when I first started out, <laughs> which is uh, sort of a little bit sad to hear, but also good to hear for me as well. But likewise, I've had a number of people who are just starting out who have bought this book. Uh, and so whilst it talks in the tense of people have been doing it for a while, um, you know, there's lots of good stuff in here. So if you're not, uh, you know, struggling at the moment, I wouldn't let that put you off from buying this book because you don't want to get in a position where you are struggling. <laughs> well, the other thing is, I don't, I don't know, this book is probably 250 pounds or something like that, but um, most books are 10, 20, 30, $40. And anybody in this industry who can't afford that, uh, you are really struggling. <laughs> you know, I get people who they email me and they say, hey, is there any way I get a discount on this you know, book? And I'll be like, it's a $30 book. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I mean, everybody wants a discount and some people are just in the habit of asking for that. But at some point, a book is the absolute best investment you can make in your business because it's got lots and lots of good things. And if you only do one of them, uh, it pays for itself. So it's not like a $3,000 uh, seminar or something like that. So, Well, you, you've just struck upon something that was another one of the motivators for me actually writing this book. And that was the fact that quite often, as I'm sure you do, I get emails from people, some people I know, some people I don't know. And they tell me that they're struggling and they unload and they say, this is going wrong and I'm not earning enough. I've not taken any holidays and... Right. This is going on in my personal life and all of these things. And of course, having been there the same way that you have and done that and been through those challenges, I totally sympathize and empathize with what they're going through. And I try to answer that for them. But of course, the people who need this book the most <laughs> are probably the people, as you've just highlighted, that are the, the least likely to take the advice on board. So for me, I never like to turn anybody away when they ask for help. So part of the motivation for this book was, okay, put together the survival techniques. I've been through this myself. I've had some really dark days as an MSP owner, you know, and sold the business and come out the other side. And so I can look back now with, you know, with hindsight and share the things that enabled me to not only survive, but to thrive. And so this is my way of putting together that kit, that SOS kit for people. to <laughs> All of the answers are in there go away if you do one thing just to break the cycle of being too busy and you know barely uh, surviving and getting through day to day if you can just do one thing read this book take some time out to focus on yourself and um, you know the answers are in there and so it's my great hope that you know people will actually read this book and not just read it but take action on the uh, practical advice I right i do get those emails people who you know, for one reason or another, that's just they were, they're at a point in their career where they just need somebody to slap them on the back and say, you're going to be just fine, you know, uh, and here's maybe a couple of little things that you can do. And so it's, uh, it's in many ways, it's an honor to be connected with a community that is open like that. So yeah. I mean, it absolutely is. And we've been through it, all of us who have, um, you know, uh, built an MSP, sold an MSP, are running an MSP. We've all been through it. So totally understands the situations that you can uh, get into. But, you know, it, it, you need to take action to stop the rot and to change things around. And so this book is, is giving people practical advice to actually change direction. So 
Give me one example of a thing that you talk about in the book that helps people get unstuck. Okay, so, and this is going to be a controversial one. I'm going to go straight in with this. I'm a geek. I love technology. You and I talk about tech and gadgets. All just the so you know, that is not controversial. <laughs> the controversial part <laughs> of the advice I'm going to give is not to rely on technology too much. And I'll give a specific example. Smartphones, fantastic. They're ubiquitous. Everybody's got them. You can stay connected 24-7. Should you stay connected 24-7? <laughs> Absolutely not. And so there's a whole chapter, um, you know, in the book that where I deal with sleep. You know, get a good night's sleep. You're going to be able to make better decisions. You're going to have more energy to change course. And yet, when I speak to most people who work in the IT industry, they tell me that they take their smartphones to bed with them. The first thing that they do when they get up in the morning is turn their smartphones on, if they were ever turned off, Carl, but right. they look at their smartphone from the bedside cabinet and they start to read and reply to email. This is not cool. This is not going <laughs> to help you win the morning. So, you know, this, this, is, this is something I, as a geek, as a, a technology person, this is, this is uncomfortable for me to get into the habit of turning the phone off of an evening, having some downtime, giving my brain time to think and to process the day. And then the following morning, I, I'm lucky. You know, when I ran an MSP, I really enjoyed it. The work that I do now, I jump out of bed and I'm thinking about work. Do I immediately jump into work? Heck no, because I've got good habits that I've picked up off you over the years. Like I read a chapter of a book and I meditate of a morning. But back to, you know, that one thing that I want people to take away is that technology is brilliant. It keeps us connected. We shouldn't let technology dictate to us when we're connected. We should be the ones who choose when to right. turn on went to turn off and so the number one thing i say to people is look don't take your phone to bed don't read emails in the morning choose when you use technology don't let technology choose when you use it well let me give you a, a little story this is this is an old an old man get off my lawn kind of story but i was running before i had uh, an msp when i was running the the last real job i had i was running a company and I remember when laptops were just being introduced into business. And part of the sales pitch was that you could be connected everywhere. And part of the pitch to bosses was your managers, your employees uh, will never be out of touch. And that all sounded really good until people actually took them on vacation <laughs> and actually took them, you know, 300 miles away for Christmas and they were on all the time. And we've only gotten worse since then. And the, as you say, the smartphone, I normally, I would not even take a smartphone with me to a, a social event, except I want to take a picture. I want to check in, right? Um, but then you end up putting it on the table and there's research that even a smartphone face down on the table affects the interaction of the people at the table. Absolutely. It, it's, it's quite amazing how it is in every pore of our existence today. Um, do you give a sample of your out of office email in the book? 
Oh, absolutely. Well, I think it's, <laughs> I can see you smiling at that. For, for those who uh, don't know what Carl is alluding to, well, since I've sold the MSB business over the last eight years, I, it started off as an experiment and it's now a permanent thing. I gave up working Fridays. So I do not work on a Friday anymore. That is my time. I do fun stuff. And um, so I've got an out of office message that goes on on a Thursday evening. And he basically says, thanks for your email. I will read your email on Monday and not a minute before. And the reason I'll read your email on Monday is because I'm not working on a Friday. I'm not going to check emails. And then it goes on to say, hey, if you, if you are really dead set on, uh, you know, interrupting my zen and peaceful relaxation <laughs> time, you will know how to get hold of me. And I do that at no point do I say to people, here's my cell phone, give me a call. At no point do I say, do I spoon feed to people and say, here's an easy way to interrupt me. Right. <laughs> Let's face it, the vast, vast majority of people are lazy. They will get a message like that and they will say, oh, but I really need to speak to Richard for my reasons right now, but I don't know what his cell phone number is. It never occurs to them to actually put in Richard Tubb's cell phone in Google because it's there <laughs> and it's easy for people. So it does two things, that out-of-office message. It sets boundaries. It says that I've got a life outside of business. And so there's uh, plenty within the book that talks about setting boundaries with clients, um, with the wider business community. If you allow people to contact you at all hours, shock, they will they contact will. <laughs> at all hours. Um, and so many MSP owners that I speak to, they say, well, my clients are calling my cell phone directly. Um, they're um, you know, emailing me at all hours of the day. They're getting in touch. And I say, well, do you let them? Right. Tell them that I'm not available out of hours. Oh no, I never thought of that. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a chapter devoted to you know to setting boundaries, um, uh, uh, to to putting in place practical ways to say to people, hey, these are the hours that I work and I'm not contactable outside of these hours. Right. And of course, Carl, I know that in the MSP industry, emergencies happen, but there's a difference between giving people the ability to contact you in emergency and spoon feeding them and saying, look, you can bother me at any time of day or night. Right. There's a difference. But it's interesting because you probably have a way to get a hold of your doctor in an emergency or your dentist, but you don't call them all the time and say, hey, I just wanted to you know, make sure that you know that I'm going to be coming in for a physical at the end of December, right? <laughs> right? You don't do non-emergency stuff, but our clients are not that way. Once they have your number, it's hard for them to know. So I, I think we could be better than we are at saying in an emergency, this is the procedure, right? And the rest of the time, sorry, it's, it's not happening. Now, I personally, I think that it's, a, it's an interesting red velvet rope that you've put up because there are people who will not do business with you because of that email. They will say, look, I, I need to be taken seriously. He's not taking me seriously, whatever. People are personally offended when you limit your access. And, uh, or they say, well, I, I don't want to do business with somebody who doesn't work 80-hour weeks. <laughs> and, and the reason I say it's a good thing, it's a red velvet rope, is you don't attract people who are turned off by that. And you do attract people who say, well, there has to be some limit and I hope someday I can be like Richard when I grow up and, and, uh, and limit how much my business uh, infringes upon my life. 
And, and that is one of the great challenges that you mentioned in your book is your business just constantly infringing on your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's look back over the last eight years since I've had that out of office and I tailor it every week. And I can't believe I'm going to do this, Carl, but if anybody wants to email me on a Friday, <laughs> richard at tublog.co.uk, there you go. You can get the out of office message. Yeah, you can get a free instant <laughs> download. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, all joking aside, people have emailed me on a Friday just to get the out of office to see what I'm up to because, you know, it, it, there's usually a joke or whatever in there and telling people what I'm up to. But in eight years of that out of office message being there, I have had one complaint from one person who works incredibly long hours, who wants other people to work incredibly long hours. And I said, that's not for me. And so that is a person that, that I don't do business with everybody else has been attracted to the idea of I want to I aspire to not working on Friday or to work a four-day week or even to get my Saturdays and Sundays back you know right. those sort of things so you're absolutely right that red velvet rope it wasn't something I consciously did but it attracts people who uh, share the same worldview as me that work isn't everything work is important but it doesn't define who I am and so that's one of the messages I'm trying to get across to uh, to MSP owners very cool. Well, you know, I always think that it's important to limit how you want people to communicate with you. Uh, as you know, and many people have heard me say many times, I don't answer my phone, period. I mean, if I, if I have it in my hand and I'm looking at it and my daughter calls, I might answer it, but I might answer it, <laughs> right? And I'm only going to know she's calling because I see the phone light up. The, my ringer is never on. And often my phone is in another room, even when I'm home. And so it's just not the way you get a hold of me. And I was at a conference recently and I gave somebody my card and said, Oh, we should do this and this and this. And they said, great. And, I, and now I have your number. And I said, no, you don't. And they looked at my card and they said, you don't have your phone number on your business card. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want you to call me. <laughs> if I put that on there, somebody is going to call me. And, <laughs> and like you say, uh, it, it's not a secret. My number is all over the internet. It's on whatever, a uh, hundred websites I own. Uh, so it's not a secret, but it's not my preferred method of communication. And I think it's perfectly okay in business to have a preferred method. You also know I'm not a big fan of the text message, right? That Absolutely. Uh, and, and Facebook Messenger and all this other crap, right? Like we have email now. Let's just use email. <laughs> There's, a, there's another uh, aspect to this that's probably worth sharing and that, and this applies very much to MSP owners. So in the out-of-office message, I said uh, something on the lines of, if you need to contact me, you will know how to. Right. Otherwise, get in touch with my PA, Holly. So I'm, I'm giving them the easy option, and I'm giving them, the, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, here's what you need to do. And do you know how many people have got in touch with me on a Friday over the years? None, because everybody's <laughs> respected that. Now, there's two reasons for that. One, people are respectful. But two, I'm going to put it out there, people are lazy. If you put trip wires in uh, the way, so I'll, I'll give you another example. Um, I was getting overwhelmed with LinkedIn inquiries. People want to connect with me. It's very flattering. But over the years that I've learned is... Uh, or I've put the, the role together. If you want to connect with me, you've got to put a customized, hi, Richard, I would like to connect with you for this reason. If you send me, 
hi, Richard, I think we should connect on uh, the professional network. That's, it's shown no effort on your part. No, nothing at all. So for, for the longest time, I said to people in my LinkedIn bio, if you want to connect with me, here's the way to do it. And do you know how many people actually read that and paid attention to it? I would say none. <laughs> none. So it's reached the point where it's okay. People aren't paying attention to the, uh, to the instructions that I'm giving them. So what I did was on LinkedIn, I turned off the option for open connections. Now, if you want to connect with me, you've got to put my email address in, richard at tublog.co.uk. Do you know how many people have actually gone ahead and done that since I've turned that on? Very few. I can count on one hand. So I've had it wow. turned on the last six months, six weeks. And in, you know, I can count on one hand the people who have connected with me. Now, some of you might be saying, well, why are you dissuading people from connecting with you on LinkedIn? My answer to that is people are connected to me all over the world easily. It's called the World Wide Web. You can just get in touch with me very, very easily. I don't need to be connected with you on LinkedIn. But secondly, the, if you're wondering where you could get my email address from, it's super easy to find. In fact, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, on the first line of the profile, it says, my email address is richard at tublog.co.uk. And yet, out of the 50 or so LinkedIn inquiries, uh, LinkedIn connection requests I was getting a week, since I've asked for an email address, it's gone down to say one a week. Wow. So, which is incredible, isn't it? That people aren't taking the effort to read the profile or do anything. And I think- Oh no, 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 people will not take an effort in that regard. Although I would think like if you present at a conference that you would get whatever, 10, 20 requests very quickly. Absolutely. So, but but the, the, the point I wanna make for MSP owners is this idea of putting trip wires. Don't make it too easy for people to do business with you because as you said earlier, Carl, you end up getting people with unreasonable demands uh, <laughs> coming to work with you. So from an MSP's perspective, what would it look like if you put some tripwires in place for people? What would it, would it look like if you asked potential new customers to say, fill in a questionnaire or give you a couple of pieces of information before you proceed with proposals? With So let me ask another tip from your book because that leads into, well, if I limit the mentality of if I limit who contacts me, who does business with me, then I'm going to lose money because uh, I have to do business with everybody who comes along, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to take every, every little, you know, penny that comes along. And uh, obviously that's not true. And people know it intellectually, but they feel like they have to in their business. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about niching or niching, as I guess you would say in the US there. Uh, and people's, their, their first fear with that is, I'm going to miss out on a ton of business. And of course, you and I both know the reality is the exact opposite. So if you limit the type of people that you work with by geography, by price, by speciality, Yes, you are essentially, you know, saying to that rest of the market, to the generalist, no, we're not the best fit for you. But you are saying to, it could be a hundred, it could be a thousand people, we are the absolute best fit for you. 
And so, you know, that's the advice that I give to MSP uh, business owners. You can differentiate on price, you can differentiate on speciality, but do differentiate yourself. Do put out there, explicitly say to people, this is who I work with, this is who we work with, um, this is why we work with them, and this is why we don't work with everybody else. And far from cutting off your, cutting yourself off from a huge section of the market, you'll find that those people who are in that niche, who are in that speciality, are going to be drawn to working with somebody like yourself. Yeah. And that's you know, a much better way to market yourself. About once a year, somebody contacts me and says, hey, we're going to put together this you know, finder so that uh, the businesses in the world will be able to find a managed service uh, provider. And of course, it, you know, Whatever. They might get built, but nobody ever uses them, right? Uh, but if you imagine it as, a, as an Amazon search, right? You say, oh, I want to find a, an MSP. Well, I want somebody who is within driving distance. Click. Okay, so that takes it from 600,000 <laughs> to you know, whatever, 1,000. Then, then I want somebody who specializes in manufacturing. Okay, now you're down to 100, right? And I want somebody who you know, is certified either by Microsoft or CompTIA. So now you're down to 250 and literally click, click, click. When you think about a business owner, fine tuning who they want to have as their IT service provider, uh, the more uh, niche you are, the more likely it is that you will survive for the clients that you want. Absolutely. So. And I touch, up, I touch upon in the book, the, the, one of the best ways to get your business out there, business networking, going to local events, meeting people, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, getting out there and actually meeting people. However, I see IT business owners, they go out there and when people ask them what they do, they say, we do IT support in Birmingham, England, or we do IT support in Sacramento, California, or whatever. That's a fairly wide you know, area. But if right. you went there and said, hey, we do IT support for engineering companies within Birmingham, England, or we do managed service, we do IT support for surf shacks within Sacramento, California, or, <laughs> or wherever. I'm making this up as it goes along, if you know. But that enables people then to almost lodge in their memory who you are, what you do, and sure enough, the next time they come across an engineering company or a surf shack that needs IT, you're going to be very, very memorable to them as opposed to being just one of a hundred other IT companies within that geographical area. So it's, it's about making yourself memorable to people. So here's the next question, and we're almost out of time, but uh, what's next for you? What, what things have you got going on? And other than visiting me in Scotland, uh, <laughs> where can people see you? <laughs> So conferences coming up in the UK, I will be at the CompTIA EMEA conference, which is the, the big CompTIA conference that takes place in uh, London. I believe it's in October time. And I'll also be at DatoCon in um, French France in Paris uh, later this month. Uh, sorry, later in the year as well. So people can catch up with me there in person. So um, yeah, always like to say hello to people at events. And again, um, if anybody wants to see all of the events that I'm going to be attending over the next six months to be year, uh, the best place to do that is at the newsletter tublog.co.uk forward slash NL. NL, newsletter. Yes. Very good. So, Thank And you. we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you, sir. So, 
Well, that is what I had for today. Thank you for being here as always. And I look forward to doing this again. I look forward to it soon. And I'll see you in Scotland for a whiskey in a couple of weeks. You got it. (laughs) Cheers, Carl. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.